0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire, your home for Williamsville sports. Today I am joined by Nathan Simcoe. Nathan, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing really well. Also making his return to the table, Mr. Cam Fry. Cam, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. A little gloomy outside, but it's all right. Glad that we could get Cam here tonight on the Wednesday because, Cam, you got a pretty big weekend coming up. Tell us what you're going to be doing.
1: Yeah. So tomorrow I will be flying out to Richmond, Virginia for soccer showcase. And so glad that Seth gave me the message to, that, hey, we're recording tonight. So I was like, I'm ready for this.
0: So uh, what exactly does a soccer showcase
1: look like? So it's kind of just, you play games against teams from, so I think we've got a team from South Carolina, a team from North Carolina, and then a team from Virginia we're playing. And you pretty much play those three games. There's no championship, no, none of that. And it's just a way to get in front of college coaches from around that certain area of that, of the country. And so it's pretty much just there to show off your skills and to, you know, get in front of coaches that you would want to go to for college.
0: Certainly excited for Cam's opportunity this weekend. We know that he'll do great out there as we saw him uh, perform well all soccer season. But guys, just another quick update on the Williamsville Wire. We're pumping out videos. We're pumping out live broadcasts. Been having a great time with that. But if there's anything that you would like to see us improve, you can head over to williamsvillewire.com. There's a little contact form in there. Just fill out your name. Uh, in your email and uh, send us something to let us know what you would like us to improve for the future. But let's get right into this week's episode. Uh, First off, we're going to start with girls soccer. Last night being Tuesday night, the girls soccer team beat St. Teresa eight to four. It was three to three going into halftime. So just taking a look at all the numbers, Cam, what are your thoughts on this girls soccer team?
1: I mean, this team started off—I mean, season—first two games, you know, they went 0-1-1. So, I mean, they didn't have a win under the belt. But then they immediately bounced back with a 6-0 win over St. Thomas More, which was huge for them, I think. Just just a good kickstarter for their, you know, motivation to do well in the season. And, you know, they kept it consistent. You know, a tough loss to Mount Zion, one nothing, which is a close game. But then they win against Jacksonville, 4-2. And then you just say that they dominate against St. Teresa, 8-4. And, I mean, just seeing that it was tied 3-3 at half, I mean, shows that this team can put goals on you at any point in the game.
0: And I don't think you can talk about that St. Teresa game without talking about Grayson Mirably, who was able to score six goals. So, Cam, how impressive is it to see Grayson putting up high numbers like that this early in the season?
1: It's impressive. She did it last year, too. Her junior year, she put up tons of goals last year and kept it very consistent.
0: I believe that last year, Mirabli brought home uh, Area Player of the Year, honors for williamsville so that was a uh, very impressive and it's always nice to have that leader on the team simcoe what are your thoughts early on in the season for this girl's soccer team yeah i
2: mean they've played some tough competition like quincy notre dame i mean you know that that's a great team that they had to play mount zion was really good and even macomb i know macomb you know they kind of got i want to say bailed out but like that was a rough hop for the goalie there but um you know but they've found a way to win and I think they're going to continue to do that and um, I don't have much more to say but they have a leader and that's what you look for on a team like this
0: yeah you talk about that Macomb game Uh, it ended tough hot for Lillian Johns a freshman in the goal to tie it up 2-2 and you know you see a freshman getting some really good time on varsity uh, she's the goalie for this team so cam, just kind of thinking back to your freshman year you started getting some good minutes on varsity is there a little bit more pressure when you're a freshman out there?
1: I mean yeah, you get that pressure especially especially with our class we had so many kids coming in and just it was high praise for our class especially for soccer but with the starting as a freshman or you know just getting all that time as a freshman you know you only grow with that experience and I think my freshman year especially set me up, just greatly for my sophomore junior year and the type of competition I was facing because that really was kind of the clicking point of you're playing kids that are four years older than you. You've got to step your game up and you've got to just do better than what you would do against kids your age.
0: Yeah, and you talk about Lillian Johns, she's seen some good competition early in the season, especially that Quincy Notre Dame team that she played. How do you expect her to grow as the season progresses?
1: Yeah, I expect her to grow very well, especially in that goalie position. There's not much sharing time. With the field positions. you know, you get subbed off, you can come back in later in the game. Her, she's in almost that whole game, just playing, constantly making those saves. And so I think going down the road in the season, I think this is great for her and for the rest of her high school career i think it'll be it'll paint out very well for her starting varsity freshman year.
0: She has made some impressive saves this season. It's going to be fun to watch her grow. The next Lady Bullets soccer game is scheduled for tomorrow, that being the 31st. They take on conference foe Auburn, first conference game of the season. Nathan, how important is it for the girls to go out there and get a win? Yeah, i mean this is a tough,
2: you know, you know, it's a tough spot, you know, Auburn Auburn's kind of in the same position. I think they're right around the 500 mark there. I think they're out three and four. Or yeah, they're three and four. Line. So, I mean, Williamsville's there at three, two, and one, right? Three, two, and one. So, I mean, getting a win here in are two games above 500, obviously they have that one tie there at McComb. But, you know, to get a win, you know, you're starting off really well. And, I mean, Auburn's probably going to – be evenly matched, so I look for this to be a pretty good game.
0: Cam, what are your thoughts on the Bullets starting off their uh, conference push tomorrow?
2: I think they've got to start off strong,
1: especially because you know last year them winning conference, going five and zero in conference, not even losing a game to anyone. So this is just you know they've got to keep that consistency going from last year and just keep rolling with these wins that are in the Sangamo.
0: So you come into the season as the Sangamo Conference champ the defending Sangamon Conference champ, is that something that you kind of think about as the season goes on or is that in the past and you just look to kind of continue your winning ways into this season?
1: I think it depends on, you know, what team you are. Um, Especially with this girls team, I think they are well aware that they were Sangamon champs last year, but I think they are focused on the future. Especially, you know, Coach Vandel, he is focused on the future. He's focused on this season and winning this year. He is not worried about the past and what they've done. He is all about the now.
0: Just taking a look, a quick uh, stat comparison between the two teams. Looking at max preps, number six, Anna Hunley. She leads the way in goal scored for Auburn with four. Number 14, Grayson Mirabli leads the way with Williamsville. She's got 14 this season. So it'll be exciting to see if she can continue her offensive excellence tomorrow night. But, guys, I think that is going to do it for the girls' soccer segment of this week's episode is we will move on to Lady Bullets softball. Cam, what's your thoughts on the softball team early in this season?
1: You know they're doing very well for, I mean, being 3-1 and one into the year, you know, a good, you know, 3-1 and one is a good record to start off with, especially, you know, starting off the season, any sport, you know, starting off with even a losing record, it's always tough to, you know, shake that off and get back to your winning ways but if you start with your winning ways it makes the season so much easier and so much more fun for these players they
2: played well they lost a tough game to a really good lincoln team they played argenna they won seven to two that was the second game they were at home they won they were a pretty good team i actually saw a little bit of that game and they were they were pretty good you know overall team they beat Pawnee first game they beat normal which is a lot bigger of a school. Um, then they play Mount Zion tomorrow. Um, as long as they can get that game in, at, at beating the rain, we'll have to see about that. But um, so I expect them this one to be a pretty good game. I think that um, Williamsville does have a really good shot at winning though, just because they've hit, they've hit well, and they've pitched well. Obviously only one person has really pitched, but she's done well.
0: Yeah, Hattie Bond has had a really good season for the Lady Bullets. Cam, as this season goes on, how important is it that the Lady Bullets can find another pitcher to maybe relieve Hattie Bond in some of these innings?
1: It's very important. I mean, I know in softball you were able to pitch, you know, constantly pitch more pitches, you know. I mean, you can't come down in any sport. I mean, you can't come down into playoff time or into the end of the season with just one person and relying on that one person. because one bad game from that person possibly, and your season
2: could be done. I believe Miranda is
0: she back Miranda Not, is is cleared uh we saw her playing in the field uh, against Normal u she she played first base but you know I think that as maybe maybe goes. the coaching staff's a little hesitant to put her back right. in that circle as far as her knee is concerned and you know it's her senior season you're still early in this season so I think that seeing her get back to 100%, getting back to fully healthy is uh, very high on this priority list.
2: Yeah, that's would so.
0: But the Bullets have played 28 innings this season. Hattie Bond has pitched 26.2 of them. Four games played. She's got a 2-1 and record, 20 hits, 7 runs allowed, 4 of those runs being earned. She's walked 9, but she's struck out 35. She's got a 1.05 ERA, and she's got a whip of 1.087. So very impressive numbers there for Hattie Bond. Um, it's looking like she's going to keep that pace going, as we've seen her these last couple games continue to hit her spot. So Cam, how impressive is it to see Hattie Bond working this well this early?
1: It's super impressive, and it's a great start for her. I mean, just having that ERA almost under one through 26 innings pitch, and especially that whip almost being right at one, You that one is a pretty good consistency for baseball and softball alone. And so, I mean, 35 strikeouts only on nine walks, That's a good that's a good ratio to have, especially just this early in the season. It's good to keep that, and hopefully she can keep that consistency.
0: Into those out there wondering what exactly WHIP is, that would be walks plus hits per innings pitched. So very impressive numbers. Uh, Simko, looking at Hattie Bond's numbers, what are, what are you thinking about her performance so far?
2: Yeah, I mean I couldn't pitch every inning and expect to do that well. That's really impressive. And um, I mean I would look for her. You know she's gonna keep doing this. You know let's she's gonna have some tests coming up, especially in Sangamo conference play. And that's where, you know, it's kind of be kind of make or break situations that she's going to get into. And that's a really good experience, especially considering that she's a junior.
0: Not sure what the Bullets' plan for pitching is against Mount Zion, but I know that Hattie Bond is expected to start against Quincy Notre Dame in the Port of Slam on Saturday, weather permitting. But we've talked about the pitching, so guys, I think it's time to take a look at the hitting stats for the Williamsville Lady Bullets. They entered the normal U-High game with zero home runs on the year. They left normal with four home runs on the year, including back-to-back-to-back home runs on what I believe was back-to-back-to-back pitches. The three home runs were hit by Maddie Roberts, Naomi Roberts, and Nicole Sinks in that order. So those are the top three batters in the lineup. Cam, what's it like to have that pop in your bat for, from your first three?
1: It's so good to have that. It makes the especially at the start of the game, it makes it so much easier to, you know, just put runs on the board, especially with that much power at the start. And it puts a lot of pressure on the pitcher knowing that, hey, you've got these power hitters to start off the game. You better pitch well to start or else you're not going to get out of this inning really well.
2: What are your thoughts on the batting, Simcoe? Yeah, I mean, when you're putting up stats like that, I mean, I guess it was just kind of an all out, you know, they were hitting well. That's all I can say about that. I mean, I think it was really windy. We were actually up there, JV Baseball, for normal, and it was probably like 10 degrees colder up there and like 5-mile-an-hour winds, a little bit worse than what we got here. I think it was like 30-mile-an-hour winds up there. So um, they hit the ball well, though. That That's impressive.
0: Yeah, the team hit the ball very well. Uh, take a look at Maddie Roberts. Four hits and five at-bats, one double, one triple, two home runs. So she had four hits and none of them a single. That That was an impressive day. For her, but also taking a look at the Lady Bullets, everyone hit well that day. They had six batters above the 500 mark. So they're doing something right. So just as we work further into this episode, Cam, we've talked about the game stats against normal U-high. What do you like from the season stats for the williams Old lady Bullets? The girls' batting
1: stats in the season have been super impressive, especially through these first four games. I mean, this is a big reason why you can see that they're winning games and they're 3-1. and But, I mean, they've got... Their team average is a 339 batting average, which is phenomenal for a team altogether. You got four people above 500 just alone on that average in the season, which I mean, having four people above 500 is a crazy stat just for a team alone. That just shows how well their hitting has been this year so far. And hopefully they can continue that through the year.
0: The four people above 500 are Matty Roberts, Hope Keenan. Madison Kloba, and Nora were So good hitting throughout the course of the season for the Lady Bullets. Leading the team in RBIs is Maddie Roberts with 12, so definitely want to see her come into the plate when you have ducks on the pond. That brings us to the end of our Lady Bullets softball segment here uh, for this week's episode of The Wire. We're going to be moving into baseball now. Simcoe, what are your thoughts on the baseball team recently?
2: Yeah, I mean, they've done well. They beat uh, Pena. The beat Lanfear. Uh the I think the last time that we recorded they lost to Beardstown at home rough. It was cold out and uh the Beardstown swung the bat. I mean, I don't know how much more you could say about that. They swung the bat well.
0: Yeah, taking a look at things for Beardstown, they recorded eleven hits that day, eight singles, a double, a triple, and one grand slam. And I mean, when that grand slam got hit. You kind of knew it was gone off the bat. It got carried in the wind. It it was just a good piece of hitting and I yeah. think that that one kind of turned the tides pretty well in that game. Oh
2: yeah, because we were up two to nothing. I think is there was there, there was a, there was probably two outs when he hit that. Yeah. There was two outs and I think Trey had two one or two strikes on the kid. And I was in the dugout and it just seemed like everything was going well and then he hit that and it's like, "Oh, that was a big home run." And he he got every piece of that. It's not like Trey pitched well.
0: Trey pitched really well, recorded nine I mean, strikeouts, only one walk. Yeah,
2: that's... I mean, I know that he had some earned runs. I think all four of those were earned. Yeah, um, he, he so. had
0: four earned runs, but, you know... Right. It was a great showing on the mound for Trey Carter, and I don't think that the final score re- really reflects no, how the game went no. that day.
2: Because it felt like we were always competing up there, and it's just like Beardstown just was able to just knock us down. So Beardstown, hats off. They really showed showed me that they're a really good
0: baseball team, and they hit the ball well that night. But, you know, the Bullets, they're able to bounce back. They beat Lanfear 10-0, then they beat Pena 8-0. So... Definitely some things looking good for the Williamsville Bullets. Cam, what are your thoughts on this baseball team early in the season?
1: Um, I mean, you know, starting off two and two on the season, you know, it's, you know, it's nice to stay above that 500. It's, you know, again, like we talked about with the girls' team, it's tough to get to go below 500. I believe they're three. And yeah, they're three. and, three and two, two they, my, I, my apologies. I think Max Preps Max didn't Preps report the lane. They, right. they didn't report the lane. Okay. They're three the land and two. All right, three and two, that's always, again, good to stay above 500. It's tough to start when you start below 500 to work your way up, but you know, hopefully the boys can keep this rolling and keep you know winning more games than what you would say losing.
2: Yeah, they play three weather pending three more games this week. They play Carlinville tomorrow, I believe. As long as if that game's still on, then they have a doubleheader with Glenwood. That's a big one. That's going to be a tough game. Those Glenwood, two a very games. Good team
0: from the CS8, but you got to see that competition early on in the season.
2: Absolutely, and it's gonna. I I know that you know this team, you know they got that loss to that They were probably not feeling the greatest or whatever. But you got to get up and and Glenwood's gonna. You're probably gonna give them your best shot. So I'm assuming you know maybe Trey's gonna go back out there. You would probably think. Um, so Glenwood's, you know that's that's a big one.
0: Yeah, the Bullets have pitched a lot of guys this season, yeah. and they've all looked good on the mound. So a lot of guys that you can throw out there, uh, some ones that come to mind for me, Trey Carter, Harley Sharp, Kyle Griffith, yeah. they've all looked really good so far this season. Clayton Wrenchler, he's got a couple innings under his Mo- belt. Has Moser pitched? Moser's pitched, pitched, Moser's pitched really well. Yeah. Uh, he pitched great
2: on the win against I'm Pena. sure he'll probably pitch against Glenwood, I'm sure. And then they start off conference play – uh, against Riverton. Uh, that's uh, next Tuesday. Um, they play at home, and then they go to I Central on Thursday of next week, and I believe they only have three games next week, and then they play Tremont. So three games next week, but Carlinville, and then a doubleheader with Glenwood to finish out this week. So this was has been a pretty big week of baseball for them.
0: Cam, a big week of baseball. Got got a couple good games coming up on Thursday and Saturday, as Mr. Simcoe mentioned. What are you looking for the Bullets to do?
1: I'm looking for the Bullets to pick up a big win against Riverton for their first conference game. Uh, Riverton, there's not much on Max Preps at the moment. They're 0-1. Their only loss was to uh, Route Catholic in Jacksonville.
0: Route's a good baseball team. Route
1: is a good baseball team, you know, and so we don't know how— what this Riverton team is made of and so it'll be a good test especially starting your Sangamo conference you know games for the season
0: you know the bullets they travel to glenwood on saturday as we've talked about to play that double header glenwood's coming off a win against springfield high they beat them six to four springfield high the defending class 3a state champions and just looking at this glenwood team so far this season i think that they could be the real deal i think that we're going to see them go far into postseason play oh, absolutely so, I think that it's good that the Bullets are going to get an opportunity to take on a high class of competition. And
2: games like that, you know, you always, I know like, oh, you always want to win the game. You want to just see that competition. You want to just compete to the best of your ability. I know that they, I think Williamsville can. I think they can compete at that level.
0: You know, baseball is one of those games that any team can win on any day. So, definitely be checking for yep. score updates, for uh, broadcast updates, as we're excited to keep bringing you softball and baseball. But let's take a look at the stats real quick. The Williamsville Bullets have seven guys batting above the 300 mark. Joseph Catalano leads the team in batting average with 615. Then behind him, Trey Carter at 556. And then there's a couple of seniors, Kyle Griffith and Hunter Moser. They're both batting at 375. So some good batting numbers. What are your thoughts on these uh, batting numbers for the Bullets so far this season?
1: Starting off the season, you know, with these averages is good. They have a 358 team average, which is very well, very good, especially, you know, them being 2-2 and at the moment, and hopefully they can consistently keep this average up and keep these hits rolling because, I mean, obviously, the more hits you get, the easier the game gets.
0: Yeah, just to go a little bit deeper into the batting, Trey Carter, he had a great batting night against Pena. He had a single, a double, and a triple, and he was chugging around the bases to get that triple, so... Definitely hope to see the batting trends continue uh, how they are so far this season. But guys, I think that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Williamsville Wire. We hope that you enjoyed listening. If not, as always, fill out that contact form. Let us know what you think we can improve. But that's going to do it from the Coons family office on a Wednesday night. I'm Seth Coons with Cam Fry and Nathan Simcoe signing off. See you next week.
2: Peace.